Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, Today, we got to talk about just that, actually, (laughs) having a podcast as an aligned entrepreneur and specifically chatting with my guest today about how she built a very successful podcast within a relatively short period of time. And what I loved about this conversation, you guys, was just where it went to in terms of her. I'm going to introduce her in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. But in in terms of her really encouraging women and entrepreneurs to put their authentic selves out there. And I know that when I started this podcast, I wasn't making any money in my business. I really just decided that I was going to start recording from a place of wanting to just share my journey. And I think that that's the reason that over three years later, I'm still here talking to you guys. So uh, I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys. Today's guest, her name is Keisha Fitzgerald, and she is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, speaker, and podcaster who's on a mission to help women unapologetically share their voice and message with the world. She's found that what's often holding women back is the thoughts they think about who they are and what they are capable of. So she takes her knowledge from working with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years paired with her high energy, bubbly personality, and a come with me, let's figure this out together approach to light a fire under their booty to get out of their own way and go. And I mean, I just couldn't possibly say it any better. I really believe that, you know, women's voices can change the world. Your story is important. There's a reason that you feel called to share it, even if that's scary in whatever capacity, whether it's podcasting or not. Um, But there were just so many aha moments in here. And as well as, as you know, Keisha, just sharing the sort of tangible steps to take in order to really get your podcast out there. Um, yeah, I'm going to link all of her links down below because she's got an amazing podcast. She's up to really big things. And she's just someone that just is really giving us all permission to be herself, be ourselves and thrive because of it. Um, and I think that that is so what's needed in the industry right now. That is your secret sauce, so to speak. That is, you know, that is who the world needs you to be. It's just yourself. And so the more that we can see other entrepreneurs and other women entrepreneurs thriving while doing exactly that, I don't know. It's just the biggest permission slip that I think that there is. (laughs) So without further ado, you guys, here is my interview with Keisha Fitzgerald. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a business and manifestation mentor for modern entrepreneurs who know that deep down, there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the next level success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality that I desired, I went from teacher to 20 and $30,000 months in just two years in my online business. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe that you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Welcome, Keisha. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so pumped to be here, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Well, I, uh, I'm super excited to talk to you because I don't think we specifically 
talked about some of the things that I know you have a lot of expertise in, in your business. But before we dive into that, I've given my audience a little bit of an intro to you, but I would love for you to share with us who you are and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love this question because if I were to tell you what I'm doing now, I could have never predicted it before. Mm, And I think a lot of entrepreneurs can connect with that where essentially I did the thing that I thought I was supposed to do. I went to, you know, I went to college, I got the job, I started working my way up the corporate ladder, but intuitively I just had this gut feeling that I wanted more. And what I mean by more is not necessarily that being an entrepreneur is more than being um, someone who works full-time in the corporate world. I just mean like more alignment. And really what for me that meant is I started trying things on the side um, because I had a corporate job that I actually had great income, great career trajectory. I had great coworkers. I wasn't in the situation where my back was against the wall, but I still had to listen to that inner gut feeling and um, start something that I thought I could get really excited about that could give me another stream of fulfillment. So for me, that was actually my first business was back in January of 2014 in network marketing. Uh, which I feel like is the best like gateway drug into entrepreneurship. (laughs) Like I love, I love it for the skills that you learn. And um, so, yeah, so I started that and ended up living, first I was living in Seattle with my now fiance. We moved to New York city for him to go to NYU dental school. And that business that I was building on the side while working full-time in corporate recruiting ended up um, being something that I was pouring into before and after work. And it surpassed my corporate income. And I decided to leave the corporate world back in April of 2015. From there, I've been really intentional about following my gut and really listening to what I feel called to do and how, you know, which is really aligned with your podcast of finding that alignment of, you know, what actually feels like what I want to be doing, not what I think I should be doing, not what society's standards or expectations or what I think I should want because of certain age or stage in my career or milestones that I've hit and went really internally. And again, I started something else on the side, which ended up being my podcast, Empower Her, which is just about three years ago. Uh, I started that with the intention to cultivate community outside of my existing business that I had so I could figure out what I wanted to do next. Because I had this gut feeling that what I was doing at the time, although I was seeing a lot of success in it, it wasn't as fulfilling as it was when I first started, which is just kind of the natural evolution of us as humans, right? Um, So that podcast on the side turned into a massive community. And then I launched my new company, She Goes, in January of 2020. The goal was for it to be a live events company. Curveball. (laughs) Because obviously that didn't happen. So what I instead did was I built an online membership community for women that listened into my podcast, a personal growth community. And then a lot of women in my community started asking me, Keisha, like, how do I build a podcast? I'd love to do that for myself. So in March of 2020, we started a podcast course that takes women from idea to actually launching in four weeks. And then really since then, I've just been listening to what my community wants. We've launched like merchandise lines. I launched a mastermind to help podcasters grow, scale, and monetize, and really have just been buckled up for the whole ride of entrepreneurship, all the twists and turns along the way. And now it's led me here (laughs) to chatting with you all about it. I love it. And, uh, Oh my gosh, I have so many things that I want to ask you about. And actually, network marketing was my gateway into entrepreneurship as well. It really just kind of opened me up to the possibilities. So I love hearing that story. Um, okay, so tell me then, you've grown your podcast, uh, you know, quite quickly over the last few years. You have over three million 
downloads. Is that that's yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. What? I mean, there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but I really want to jump into this. Just talking about podcasting because I have a lot of people. I mean, I personally have two podcasts. I love podcasting. I love that you just decided to build a community on side of on the side of what you're doing, knowing it would grant you possibility, knowing it would grant you the ability to, you know, explore other avenues um, mm-hmm. and really expand into whatever it was that you were going to want in the future, even if you didn't know what that was. And I always tell people like, really just take the next step that feels exciting to you. So how did you go from deciding to start a podcast to having it be, you know, quite successful? And I don't know if this for you is a mindset thing, or there's specific things that you did that you teach. Uh, What was that process like for you? What did it look like? Yes. So really, I actually had a feeling that I think comes up for a lot of us as entrepreneurs of, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. Keyword yet. I wasn't going to sit in analysis paralysis trying to think about it. I knew (laughs) that, you know, clarity would come from action and I knew that I would get momentum and fulfillment, like, and just all of the impact that I was craving from actually trying something out. And either it was going to work and I was going to love it. It wasn't really going to work, but I was going to have this idea that if I kept working at it, it would eventually work or it wasn't going to work. And then I was going to walk away from it, but at least I would know. So that's kind of my intention of how I go into every thing is I'm willing to just try it out with no expectation of the outcome because any outcome is a good outcome because it gives you that that. feedback. So then you can kind of, you know, chart your own path. And for me, when I started the podcast, the intention was specifically for me to cultivate community outside of my existing uh, business that I already had that I was known for and figure out like who I was and what I wanted to do and create kind of a come with me. Let's figure this out together versus a look at me. I've got this all figured out type of podcast. And I think mm. that applies to even business too, for the course creators and people that are, you know, selling online. It's like a lot of us just really connect with that. I'm not trying to pretend like I have it all figured out because I don't yeah. <laughs> and nobody does. And it's honestly the people that have the carefully, like carefully curated content, pretending like everything is perfect. Those are the people that probably have the most stuff that's going on behind closed doors because they're just not willing to talk about it. So I saw a lot of people in this space that had a lot of like, look at me, I figured this out type of podcast, which there is definitely a time and place for that type of podcast of come with me. I'll show you the answers. This is what I've learned. But I felt like they were a few steps ahead of me. And I wanted to really have the positioning of my podcast to feel like it was girlfriends. Like we were chatting over coffee, wine, a spicy margarita, like that type of vibe. So that's something that I'm always telling podcasters that I work with is figure out the positioning that you want to have with your listeners, right? Do you want them to feel like you're actually friends? Do you want to feel more like you're the subject matter expert and you're teaching? Like what's kind of that connection piece that you want to have? And um, because I went into it really open-minded, not uh, not really knowing what would come, I just started to listen to my audience. I would listen to what episodes and content that they really connected with. And I would ask them a ton of questions and I was spending a lot of time in my DMs while still building that business that was supporting me financially, I was really treating this like this was the next business that I was going to start. I just didn't know what I was going to sell because I didn't know what my audience wanted to buy. And one of my biggest pet peeves in entrepreneurship is this thing that we do where we like create behind closed doors and then we launch that product out into the world. And then we feel frustrated if people aren't buying it, but we're missing out on the opportunity to co-create alongside of the, our, you know, person that we're most excited to serve. And that's kind of the angle that I've taken in entrepreneurship, which has led to all these different streams of income in 
not just my podcast, but in the company that I've built from it. So roundabout way of answering your question is number one, I just decided, well, if there's not pod, there's not enough podcasts that feel like they're come with me type podcasts, then I'm going to create one of them. And I'm just going to be really honest and transparent, which means if I feel like I'm lost or confused, I'm going to go find someone that wrote a book about being lost or confused. And then I'm going to ask them questions for myself that also my audience would connect with. And, and that was like the really like simple way that I kind of just got my feet wet and got really excited about it. So I got obsessed with the process of podcasting rather than waiting until I reached a million downloads, two million, three million, four, whatever. Like I wasn't waiting for some arbitrary goal because I was really obsessed with the actual podcasting journey itself of being a podcaster. I love that from like a energy perspective, which is like the thing I'm obsessed with. I mean, I love a good strategy that puts us in our power that has us really feel like we know what we're doing, that we're working towards a certain goal. But from an energy perspective, I mean, you just spoke to so much presence and abundance and gratitude and like a love for the process. I think a lot of the time we're not coming from a love for the process. We want the process to lead to an outcome. And if there's any chance that it might not, then we're probably not going to like the process very much. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, for sure. And I mean, it's our society too, right? Like this right. instant gratification, Amazon prime culture where we want it right now. And you know, Lauren, what's so interesting about this. And I think about this all the time that might resonate with your listeners is I have such big dreams and goals and vision for the future. And I'm not qualified for that vision. And I can choose to label the space between where I am now and where I want to go as overwhelming or intimidating and ask all of these how questions, like how am I going to get there? Or instead, I can tap back into why I actually want to do this, how I want to show up, knowing that the process is guaranteed and the outcome isn't, and that I'm actually qualifying myself in pursuit of that goal. So I need this time. Like so many women, like, because I have this mastermind where I help podcasters grow and like scale. And I asked them one of, I was on a live call and I was like, how many of you guys would love to have 1 million downloads a month on your podcast? And they're like, yeah, Kaish, like, woo, blowing up the chat. And I was like, really? Because to be honest with you, we're about to hit 4 million downloads of Empower Her in less than three years, which is wild. But truthfully, I'm not yet, keyword yet, the person that can handle 1 million more ears listening into my podcast because I want to have the back end of my business to actually support those people. I wouldn't even know what to do if a million people came in tomorrow. I'd be like, I don't even have the team for that. I don't have the infrastructure. (laughs) And it's not that I don't want it. It's just, I actually do want this space in between like the becoming space so that when I get where I want to go, it doesn't all spontaneously combust or I don't look back at the path that I took toward getting there and think that like I burned myself out. My health was on the back burner. I didn't hold on to my relationships. So like I actually want that stage in between too. That was such a beautiful way of putting that. I often refer to it as the unfolding, mm, which, you I know, the, I mean, the way you said the becoming, that's so perfect, but exactly what you said there about, even if you, even if it were to happen, you couldn't actually hold on to it. You couldn't sustain it because you aren't yet that person that can, or you don't yet have the business. I mean, it's all happening. It's all coming into place. And I think that, you know, the further we get into our businesses, the more that we see this, but what would you say for someone that is newer in their business and they're hearing like, trust the process, enjoy the journey, but they're like, yeah, but I just really want to be full-time. I just really want to, you know, get out of debt or buy the house or get to that next level. Like when there's an sort of energy of need behind Mm -hmm. where we're going, 
it can be really hard to instead come to a place of acceptance, which I think is absolutely imperative for us to not only move forward, but enjoy the process of building our business in the first place. Oh my gosh. I would say I totally hear you. <laughs> it's so normal. Um, yeah. but, but truly, I think it's really important that we kind of reframe entrepreneurship in general, where yes. I think of it as the ultimate confidence building opportunity ever. And if you build confidence and believe in your ability to figure it out, when life throws you curveballs, you just believe that you can navigate them. And that's the opportunity that you have, especially as a brand new entrepreneur, you don't have what, you know, I can say, I have this, I have things that have gone wrong in the past that now I can look back on and say, Ooh, I'm glad that actually didn't go according to plan in my business because it actually turned out better or I'm better because of it, or I learned through it, or now I'm more resilient, gritty, resourceful. Well, when you're in that beginning stage, you don't have that evidence or proof to look back on, which means you're in that building stage. That is the most confident building stage that you can possibly get. You're always going to doubt yourself as an entrepreneur at different levels when you've never been there before because you don't have the skill set or the coping mechanisms to actually handle it. But when you're first starting and you want to get where you want to go, it's actually recognizing that right now you are in the most massive opportunity to actually build character, grit, and resilience because that isn't built when it's rainbows, butterflies, and happy little unicorns. It's built (laughs) when it's hard and you don't have proof and you have to borrow belief from other people and you have to hope that it's going to work out. But that's also the opportunity that a future version of you is going to look back on the season that you're in right now as a brand new entrepreneur and understand better than anybody how hard it is and how many pep talks you have to give yourself and how often, you know, you're ugly crying, the kind where you're like your snot and your <laughs> mascara get together in your mouth and you're on your bathroom floor because that's where we always are. Like, why? <laughs> right? We, we know that. And, and those are the times that you're the one that knows that you picked yourself back up and kept going. And I wouldn't want you to rob a future version of you of pride by giving up now or by not working through it and growing through it. So truthfully, it just kind of sucks at the beginning (laughs) because you're not good, right? And you don't have belief in yourself. But the only way to get better is to keep putting your reps in. And every single day, what works really well for me at any stage in my business is I'm focused on this confidence building where I'm like, okay, confidence is like a bucket which means every single time that you show up and you keep a promise to yourself and you do the tiny little thing that's easy to do and also easy not to do and maybe not sexy and maybe not always fun, but you do it. You're showing up and it's like plop, plop, plop. You're putting these deposits into your bucket. So then when some stranger on Instagram says your business is stupid or your mom says she doesn't get it or Sally Sue 293 writes you a negative comment and it feels like someone just smacked the side of your bucket a little bit sloshes out, but you're still building up that confidence. And at the very beginning of entrepreneurship, your bucket is empty. So it's so much gain. You grow so much and you're just going to believe in yourself so much more. And it's going to transfer into every single aspect of your life. And I love this journey for you. I've been on it. I'm going to constantly be on this. We're buckled up for the whole dang ride. Um, but it's beautiful and it's tough. (laughs) right? Like it is. (laughs) I, I mean, I can see why people love your podcast, just what you're saying about, you know, lying on the bathroom floor, ugly crying, (laughs) like, like, yeah, we've been, I've been there a lot this year, especially like it's been a real year of growth and, you know, just like doing the heavy lifting inner work that I wasn't required to do at an earlier stage in my business. And just hearing you talk about it is like, I mean, this is the power and vulnerability and just being real with people and sharing about how you're a human being navigating 
becoming oh. an entrepreneur, right? And like, it's such a, it's just so comforting, you know, to hear other people talk about the realness of it rather than pretending like we've got it all figured out, which just isn't, it's 2021 guys. We don't want to hear about how everybody else has it all figured out because all oh, it does is, yeah. <laughs> all it does is leave us feeling like we're obviously doing something wrong. I'm not going to buy someone's book. That's like, everything was handed to me on a silver platter and it was all great. And like, ta-da! I'm like, I'm not buying your book. Where's the juice in your book? Where, I'm not interested. Right. Um, but it, it's really interesting to learn that you asked about new entrepreneurship because, um, I want to tell you something real quick that I think your audience might re- resonate okay. with. So my fiance, Sina, he just left full-time dentistry to jump into entrepreneurship and he's really interested in real estate investment. And he's been, we've been together for 12 and a half years. So he knows about the entrepreneurial journey. He hasn't been in in himself, but he's in it now. And what's so interesting that we've been having a lot of conversations about recently that if you're new in this space, you might really connect with is he believes in his ability to, this is the way he describes it. He's in an ocean and he believes in his ability to swim, but sometimes it feels like you're just swimming and you don't know what direction you're taking. Oh, that's so good. And he was saying that to me and he's like, I just want to, I just want to figure out which direction I'm going or what island I'm swimming to. And I was like, babe, welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> this, I was like, you've been alongside this journey for so long. I was like, you can't skip that stage. He's like, but I just want to know how to get there. I'm like, yeah, that's the part that you don't get to know. You need to know why you want to get there. And the how figures itself out along the yes. way if you're open-minded. And it was so cool to tell my 33-year-old fiance that. So I was like, oh, babe, you better on the block, but like buckle on up. This is the ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really, even like him watching you all that time, you don't get it until you're in it. Exactly. Yes. That's exact. So for anyone that's like, oh, my sister doesn't get it. My friends don't get it. Find people that are in this space that you can connect with because you need that support of people that are like, oh girl, I had one of those days too. I had my worst day and my best day in the same hour and it was tough. Right. So it's just so important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing that has been so powerful for online business owners, especially, but I mean, just about anybody who is a business owner and who uses social media is sharing your story. And especially for those of you listening who are coaches or content creators or, or, uh, course creators, it's your story that people are looking for. It's your story that enables you, your experience that enables you to even be a good coach. And exactly like what you said, the people who just kind of figured it out and it seemed to be very easy. I'm not, I don't resonate like good for them. I'm so happy that that somehow happened. I don't understand it. It's like, it's <laughs> not no real, sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it, I, it, it doesn't help me at all. And uh, actually I wanted to ask you, from the perspective of being the person sharing the story of struggle, how do you feel good about making yourself so vulnerable? Because it's one thing to know what the experience is like on the listener's end and being like, oh my gosh, she's talking about crying on the floor in her bathroom. And like, that's so relatable. And I love it. It's another person to be telling that story and to be willing to be seen in your, what I call your hot messness. (laughs) What would you say to people that, know that they want to be real, know that they've been impacted by people's authenticity, but not knowing how to feel safe and putting themselves out there in that way? Oh, that's such a great question. So I think 
it's kind of like you're turning the dial up on being more yourself. The person that you are mm-hmm. when you're with your best friend, your sister, your significant other, whoever you're the, you're the most you with. And that it's a constant evolution. Or for example, back when I worked in the corporate world and I was in IT project management, I was working with men that were 20 years older than me. I had to be way buttoned up. I was not this like fully expressed version of myself. And one of the gifts that I gave to myself going into entrepreneurship was what is my human goal here? And part of my human goal as an entrepreneur, which first was in network marketing, was I wanted to just figure out how to be a more fully expressed version of myself. So it was a slow progress of just slowly cranking up the dial. I remember back when I used to post on Instagram, I would post like things that were not deep at all, but I would be so terrified to do it because Mm. I had never done it before. And now I can so openly talk about whatever transitions I'm, you know, I'm navigating in my life because I've just built up that muscle of just being open. So I think it takes takes time is the first answer to that question. And secondly, I just have this idea and really like a core belief that every single one of us is gifted a unique vision, strengths, weaknesses, and problems that we have to navigate so that we become humans um, that we want to be, that we're excited about. And nobody's vision looks the same. So I just believe that if I'm gifted this vision, and for those that are listening and that are gifted this vision of wanting to impact, that's because that vision is for you. It's not going to look like somebody else's, but it's your gift back to the world to put it out there. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. And that doesn't mean you're always going to know how to do it. But if it's in you, it's because you're also gifted the resourcefulness to figure out any how along the way, but you're going to have to learn through taking action. So sitting, asking yourself, how can I be more vulnerable is not going to make you able to connect more. It's going to make you feel anxious, right? The longer that I sit on things, the more anxious that I get. And then we do that downward spiral thing where we're asking ourselves these crappy questions and we get crappy answers. Like, why do I suck at this? And our brain is looking for all the evidence to support that to be true. And then all of a sudden we're back on the bathroom floor again. And like, that's just not conducive (laughs) to where we want to go. So I think it's like, um, taking small little actions, If you have an idea on your heart right now or something that you've wanted to launch or a story that you've wanted to tell, give yourself 24 hours. What's the next thing Mm. that I can do to to make some progress in the right direction? Because action is the only way to get clarity and it's the only way to get the fulfillment and impact that you're craving. You're not going to get it sitting there thinking about it. Yeah. And I think that the experience people have is they, I like what you said about just, you know, putting a little bit more out there, a little bit more out there because you actually really start to see that that content, that realness where you're just really sharing yourself in all of your glory (laughs) is the content that people really connect with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even think about the people that you follow for anyone that's wondering. It's like, I I don't follow anyone that is so carefully curated perfection on social media because I'm like, I just know that that's not real. And that's not inspiring to me because I'm over here like, you know, messy bun, no makeup, like just got into a fight with your significant other. Like feel like there's like a zit forming in the middle of your forehead and you're looking at someone who doesn't have pores because they use so much face tune. You're like, what's wrong with me? It's like, no, no, no. You, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just following the wrong people. So be the type of person that you want to see because the women that you might look up to, the women that I look up to, you know, I'm inspired by them because they're real. And that person that you're inspired by, the people that are looking at you 
are also thinking the same thing too, right? So she's maybe inspiring you, but you're inspiring other people that you don't even realize are watching you. So gosh, what a great gift to give to them of just being more real so they don't feel alone. Because if the last year and a half has taught us anything, it's as humans, we are not designed Uh, to want to be alone. We want connection (laughs) and we want realness. Yes. It really is like this superpower. I mean, I think the way to come from an energy standpoint, if we're wanting to operate from abundance is in our business, is there anything more abundant than I'm going to just put myself out there because that's enough. And I believe that that's what people need. And I believe that that's, what's going to draw the right people to me, as opposed to, I need to put all these masks on and pretend I've got it all figured out and say the right things at the right time and do all these things perfectly in order for people to want to work with me in my business. It's like that is a fundamentally flawed way of viewing things when you're operating from that space. It's just not one that's really going to draw in any level of sustainability and audience in your business. It's so true. And honestly, if we don't call our shot and put it out there, we don't even have any idea of who we're connected with that could help support us in that thing right? Where Mm. like, if we put it out there, it's like the universe like conspires to help support you by putting these right people or connections, or I know a person who knows a person because we want to root for that person that's being brave enough to say, this is my idea. I don't even know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to be more honest about the fact that I'm just figuring it out in real time. That gives you that rootability and people want to cheer for you and they want to buy from you and they want to work with you because they just feel like you're, you're someone who's going to be really transparent. And that's what we want is that transparency. And we want to feel like we're a part of something, someone who's really up to something, someone who's really putting her thoughts out there. That's, you know, a journey that I want to follow and support. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what, uh, you know, I love everything that we've talked about so far in terms of putting your message out there, turning it into a podcast. Um, What physical actions did you take to, you know, gain the audience that you have, was it strategic or was it more like what you're saying about allowing for the way to be shown to you, knowing that what you wanted was to connect with people and to have an impact and then letting things line up? Or was it like, okay, we want to grow this podcast and we're going to take measured action in order to make that happen? Yeah. So it was actually a little bit of both. Okay. One thing that I knew straight out the gates that I think is really important for any type of content creation, but in particular, I love podcasting is the consistency element of it because there are 1.7 million podcasts, but less than a million, but less than a million of them have released an episode in the last 90 days. And less than half of those have released more than 10 episodes. So we're talking about 25% of that 1.7 million, which is nothing compared to the amount of blogs and YouTube channels. That's like nothing. Podcasting is just starting. But simply just showing up and being consistent differentiates you like straight out the gate. And it builds credibility with your audience. It builds that connective tissue and trust. And it also builds that credibility and confidence internally. Because when you're being so transparent and open on a a platform like audio that people can like listen to you naked in the shower or they can listen to you wherever, right? It's like such an intimate connection that it does require confidence to be really open. So I think that consistency piece is I went into podcasting with the intention of I'm going to release two episodes a week for one year. And if at the end of the year, I don't love it, then I can stop. But I knew episode two, like I was like, one, I was really sweaty and like all the weird places. I was like, (laughs) I do not know what I'm doing. Am I going to suck at this? By episode two, I was like, okay, I know that I'm not that good yet. But when I keep putting my reps in, I'm going to get better. I'm going to feel more confident. So I committed to the consistency first. 
And then I thought a lot about it from like a consumer lens so I could have a lot of fun and play with it. Where I think sometimes we create this idea of a product that we want, or in this case, a podcast or whatever it is. And we're like, okay, this is the way that I'm going to do it. And I have to do it this way for forever. And that's just not the reality. Like I want to constantly evolve and change and grow. So when I think about it from a consumer lens and really build that connection with my audience, as in like, I personally respond to every single DM or comment about the podcast. I spend a lot of time engaging with my community so I can hear from them, create the products that they want, but also create the content that they want, which means that I'm going to, you know, change the episode length, or I'm going to listen to what they want to hear on the show. And I'm going to answer questions in, a, in, you know, regard to what they're actually asking me. I'm going to bring on guests and talk about topics that I know they're curious about and really thinking from that lens, that production type of lens. So I basically get to be a content creator, a producer, an investigator, and like a hype woman to people. So I get to be all of these things, which makes the process so enjoyable. So then in turn, I can stay consistent. So it was intentional um, and strategic, but I also was very open that I didn't know exactly what it would evolve into. And I, you know, I still feel that way, which is so fun. Yeah. I think it has to, we have to have that. I mean, for me, I'm very creative. Um, I could never create one vision and stay with it for more than a year or two to be honest. Like it has to evolve as I do. And I think that that giving yourself that permission right out of the gate is really important for people because I've seen people who, you know, have something work, they build an audience one way or another, they create content, but then they stop feeling connected with that content, but they don't let themselves let it evolve because they think that, you know, they'll lose everything. So I think having that intention from the very beginning of, I'm going to give myself permission to let this be fluid and let it evolve as I do. And my audience is going to love me for it. They're going to love you for it because you're going to talk about the transition too. Like I remember being really worried about that at first, um, but I didn't have a huge social following or anything when I started my podcast, but I did have a business that I had seen a lot of success in and I had spoken on a lot of stages and got a lot of accolades and income and all of those things. So internally I had to make sure that I was like, what am I doing? Am I aligning? Does this make sense, right? To leave something that was already by a lot of other people's standards, really successful. Um, But I was also really concerned with what are people going to think of me making this transition? And what I realized is the story that I was telling myself was that people were going to be really concerned about it and people were not concerned about it. Like I, you know, the people that needed to understand the story, I looped in on the vision, but I was really intentional about even my content of kind of sharing about that in-between stage of like, I'm trying to figure it out, right? I'm not trying to pretend like I know exactly what I'm doing, but for any of you guys that can connect with this feeling of transition, this is what it feels like internally, connect with yourself and my story. And I brought them along for the ride, which helped a lot of people have a lot of rootability for me, even when I did launch my podcast, because I was just so honest about it. I I decided it's so much more work to try and pretend like I have it all together (laughs) than to just be real. Right. And it was more fulfilling that way too, which is why I know that I can, I can do this entrepreneurship thing for the long haul because I don't know what's coming next. And I like that. Yeah. And I'd actually love to know from a mindset perspective, because I think that when we, especially people in sort of the coaching role or leadership role, we tell ourselves that we need to come across a certain way. We need to have credibility. We need to be, especially like for me as a business coach, Mm -hmm. so much of what I see in the industry and definitely beliefs that I've fallen into is like almost like needing to prove that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm making a certain amount of money. 
on and on and on. Um, and I know from personal experience, but also from just talking to my clients that it can be difficult to let go of the idea that, you know, you don't need to be coming from this place of like productivity or accomplishment all the time in order for people to want to listen to you. Am I making sense? Absolutely. And And, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so what would you say to that in terms of, I mean, I guess it comes back to the vulnerability thing, but in terms of shifting that belief for people where they see where they're at, regardless of how things are going externally for them as being the place that they are meant to be at and being the place that they need to be at in order to, you know, have that next level of impact. And, um, Mm -hmm. really, I mean, the way I've described it before is like, you are not your results. Yeah, for sure. It's, well, it's kind of going back to the idea that you're guaranteed the process, but you're not ever guaranteed an outcome. So Mm -hmm. how can I connect with my, so what I would think about is who is the person that I'm most excited to serve in my business or, you know, on my podcast or whatever it is. Okay. That person, what is the season of life that they're in? Like if someone slid into your DMs right now for anyone listening to this and they're like, I want to work with you. I want to buy the most expensive thing that you have to offer. I want to tell all my friends about you. What stage of life and season are they exactly in? This is like, yes, knowing your niche and knowing your avatar, but I'm really saying like, who is it? And what are the emotions that they feel around the season that they're in? And regardless of the outcome of how many dollars your launch did, um, it's saying, how can I connect with that emotion? Because for me, the person that I've always wanted to serve is the woman who had all of the things on paper, check, check, check. Um, She had a really good life. By a lot of other people's standards, it was great. But internally, she was trying to shove down this feeling of wanting more because she was like, I feel guilty that I'm better off than other people and I still want more. I don't have my back against the wall. Mm -hmm. I actually have a really good situation, but I know that I'm not living in alignment. And so all I had to think about is like, what are the emotions that are coming up for her? And I'm just going to speak to those emotions. So she didn't need me to say, I've earned seven figures in my first business, although I did, she didn't even need me to talk about that because she needed me to say, like, I get you. You're seen, heard, understood, loved by me because I understand your emotions that you're feeling. And that's all we really want, honestly, is figuring out our avatar and figuring out the emotions that are coming up. So they're like, did you write this? Do you have cameras in my house, girl? Like, did you write this for me? That type of reaction is Trump's credibility from income so much. And I just think if we can like lean more into that, but here's the, here's the complicated part is as ambitious go-getter women that have business goals that we want to drive to and we want to get there. We live in this culture that we live in is we do have this big space between where we are now and where we want to go. And what works really well for me from a mindset perspective is I like to think about like a micro focus And then a macro vision. So the micro focus is what do I need to do today to win the day? Understanding that that looks different in different seasons of life. Meaning like if you are a mom who has a newborn baby or if you are navigating grief or anxiety or you're traveling or you just had a massive launch and you feel like you're kind of burnt out. Like the criteria of what success is on a micro level, I think we have to identify what that is for ourselves so we can build Mm. up that inner confidence because when we've got the confidence confidence in ourselves, we're less concerned with other people's reaction to us because we're controlling the controllables on a micro level. We're setting ourselves up to win the day daily. And then the goal is simply, at least for me, is just to stack those wins each day, knowing that I'm moving closer to that macro vision of where I want to go and that I'm not yet qualified for, which we talked about at the beginning. But the difference is 
I also know that I'm actually never going to achieve that macro vision. I'm always going to be constantly chasing it and not in a way of striving and never feeling like I'm getting there, but understanding that the whole process and the tiny little milestones and daily wins are what builds confidence, gives me the fulfillment, the impact, the joy, uh, the fun that I'm craving in pursuit of where I'm going. But if we're waiting for someone else to externally validate us or clap for us, we might not get that. That's not guaranteed. So how can you set up success of what it looks like for things that you can actually control rather than how many people buy this program? How honest can I be about how I'm feeling right now? What can I control? Like, can I get an email out? Can I put something, right? So it's not just your productivity, but it's also how you're approaching your day-to-day. And that criteria might involve like meditating, uh, unplugging for four hours, right? And then creating copy for an email. Like your to-do list will look different every day, but you get to measure success on your terms. That helps me a ton, not feel like I'm waiting for somebody else to clap for me. Oh, you said so many amazing (laughs) things in there. I always, I always come back to like, we need to be very aware of the parameters that we're measuring ourselves up against, Mm -hmm. because that's usually where we have like a flawed view of ourselves, like where I'm at is not good enough, or I need bigger results in order for people to want to, to listen to me. It's like, but what, uh, what are you, what are the standards that you're creating? Because I guarantee (laughs) that they're moving and that you're never really letting yourself get to a place where you just know what your value is. But I also love what you, what you said about showing people that you really understand where they're at because people buy and invest and choose who they want to work with based on how much they feel that that person gets them right. Based on a desired transformation, which is always emotional. And actually a couple of episodes ago, we had a guest on who talked all about leading through empathy, Mm. which is exactly what you're talking about, right? Like really demonstrating for people. I know where you're at. I've, been there or like I'm, I'm, I'm taking the time to understand what it's like for you. And I think that that is the most, like, it's, that is so much more powerful than like I made seven figures. Well, for sure. And it's so interesting too. And I don't know if you can connect to this, Lauren, or, you know, someone listening in it's, it's really this idea that sometimes we admire someone who's further along in business than us. And we're like, Ooh, I'd love to do what she did. And we, you know, either tell ourselves stories of like, oh, she has something that we don't, or I wish I could be like her. But we forget that there's someone who's literally watching us thinking the exact same thing. Like we literally forget that, that that person is actually not going to connect with the person that you're inspired by because you're the one that's an introvert like them. You're the one that's navigating postpartum depression. You're the one that went through that divorce. Like all of the things that we sometimes wish that didn't happen to us or things that, you know, we deem as flaws are actually the things that other people connect with us about too. But we forget it because we're just so focused on somebody else thinking that they have something that we don't. When in reality, you being you is actually your secret sauce, which sounds like a fluffy Pinterest quote, but it's so freaking (laughs) real, right? Like it it is like, I, I don't know. I just think the things that are quirks to me, I'm like, oh, that's actually what sells things because people are like, oh, she's not like everybody else. I've said before, like the only thing that you need to change is the belief that you need changing, that you're supposed to be somewhere other than you're not. And I love, oh my gosh, I love everything that you said there. I couldn't agree more. And I'm the biggest like growths I've experienced in my business were when I started to change the view I had about exactly where I was and started to really see it through a, a lens of like, so much more than enough. Like, even if it was like just a hot mess of, you know, mistakes that I'd made or failures that I'd had, 
seeing that as being a strength, deciding that that was why people wanted to work with me, not trying to change anything on the external Mm -hmm. in order to feel different, which is a flawed way of doing things. Yeah, so. It's, it's so true. And and I love that we're just being so honest about this because I feel like people just need to hear it, right? That we're all just kind of figuring it out as we go. Yeah. yeah. And I really think that it's not about where you're at. It's about your view of where you're at. It's about your perception of where you're at. Because again, it's like, it's all about, you know, it's all reflecting you. It's all about the energy that you're coming from in your business. And if you're perpetually telling yourself you need to be somewhere else, Mm-hmm. in order to have things be successful, you're just never going to get there. Or even if you do, it won't be satisfying. Yeah. That's the interesting part too, is like, we forget that we want to be able to get where we want to go and look back at the path that we took toward getting there and feel like it was worth it. So we don't throw in the towel proactively when we've only scratched the surface on our potential. Because if the process was not enjoyable, if you were constantly burning the candle, I'm not saying you don't have to work hard to get where you want to go, but if you're burning the candle at both ends and just like your health and your relationships and everything just feels so hot mess, you are going to feel like a hot mess in your head sometimes because we're often our own worst critics. But if everything around you also feels super chaotic all the time, it doesn't have to be that way because I actually want you to like the path toward getting there so that that way, when you do get there, even if it takes you longer, it's reminding yourself that direction is more important than speed. Like you're lapping a prior version of you who was too scared to even try. So like, let's clap to that, you know? (laughs) I think I read on your Instagram earlier about, you know, when you get there, you're going to love it because of what it took to get there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that in a post of yours. it's, It's funny because, you know, so often what we really want when we're setting goals is we want the feeling that we think we're going to have when we get there. Right. And I, for one, don't set easy goals because that's not going to make me fulfilled. Right. Like think about it. You don't do a workout and you're like, Oh, I had the easiest workout ever. And like you (laughs) brag about it. You're like, my butt cheeks are on fire. I'm going to have to like hold the wall when I sit down to pee because I'm like so sore. Like that's (laughs) what we're talking about. And so I don't want to rob myself of pride by trying to wish more ease. I'm not saying that it can't feel in flow state and that energetically there can't be some ease when you are aligned. But what I'm saying is like, I want to feel like I worked for it. So when I get there, I just feel like I earned it and working for it looks different. It's not this like hustle, hustle, grind it out type of mode, this like masculine mode all the time. Sometimes working for it means taking a step back and giving yourself a container to actually think and ask yourself, is what I'm doing aligned for me? Or is it what I think that I should be doing? And then being brave enough to maybe pivot from something that might actually be working by other people's standards, but intuitively, you know, is wrong. Right. Because that's when, when you get there, you're like, dang, this was actually hard. It was hard in different ways. It challenged me. But now that I'm here, I'm like, wow, I can look back at that prior version of me and and know how, how like much I've grown and just feel that, that deep pride that you can only get from going through hard things. Absolutely. It, It really is like, if everything was just good all the time, it, it gets boring. Like you'd never watch a movie that was just happy, 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 happy all the way through. You'd be so bored by the end of it. We actually love movies that take us on a roller coaster that give us, you know, times of just so much perspective. And then at the end, when it gets good, that's why the ending is so good. The more like emotional a a movie is, (laughs) the usually the more of an experience it gives you, the more you like it. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what like being a human is. It's the contrast, right? So I get so many people that DM me on Instagram that they're like, Keisha, you have so much energy. Like you're so happy all the time. I'm like, oh girl, like, no, I'm not. I'm not happy all the time. (laughs) And I would never want to be because it's like what makes the happiness so much happier is because you have the contrasting low. Like you have nothing to contrast it against if you've never experienced the, the hard stuff. So I love that you touch on that. I think that's so important to talk about. It's a, it's like you said, it's a feeling of pride. Like I did that. Yeah. If it was just handed to you, how boring would that be? Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't really be able to help anyone anyways. Like coaches that, that want to have all this success without the lessons that are going to make them good coaches. Like you don't actually want that. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. <laughs> and it's yeah. funny because sometimes the seasons that we're in that we want to wish away, It's tough when you're in it, but when you look back, you're like, that's literally what built me. That's what gave me this like, girl, I've got your back because I've been there. Like I want someone who's navigated tough things to know that they've got tools in their toolbox and coping mechanisms and the mindset and the resilience. If I want to work with someone, I want to know that they've navigated through things. I don't want the person that's just been coasting because they don't have enough tools that they've built. Cause you have yeah. to build those tools when you're in those tough seasons that you're like, I have no idea how the heck I'm going to get through this, but I'm sure all of us can say that in the last year and a half. I'm sure the person listening to this podcast, you could stop for a second and you could say, wow, I bet you in the last year and a half, if you look back, there are things that you had no idea that you would know how to navigate yet. Here you are on the other yeah. side. I would argue that you might be better because of it in a lot of ways. And we don't give ourselves that gift of that, you know, toggling between a prior version of us and thinking about how much we've navigated through to get here to feel proud and then toggling to a future version of us and thinking, how is me showing up now actually gifting a future version of me more opportunity, more fulfillment, more impact, right? Like what's the opportunity cost of me not continuing on down this entrepreneurial path and figuring this out? It's robbing a future version of me. And she doesn't deserve that because you're the only one that can make her dreams come true. And we deserve that life that we're obsessed with. You know, like I struggled in the first sort of year of my business. And then when things really started to pick up for me, I used like that year informed the offers that I put out and the stories that I told and the posts that I created and how I connected with people. And last year I actually got to this place where I was like, you know, I'm kind of running out of like content of the things that I learned from that year and what that was like to overcome that and why I know what works because I know what doesn't. And, you know, this year I I was like almost willful, like, sorry, willing into my experience, another level of like that kind of growth and, I mean, it's been hard. It's been a lot of like really, really dealing with like the deep stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny where I'm like, I was so grateful for it. And then I was in it again. And I was like, Ooh, this sucks. I don't want to be here anymore, but I already know. I mean, it already has informed so much of the content that I've been creating. It's already informing how I'm able to better show up for my clients and, you know, just all of that kind of stuff. So like, it, you're right. It's like when we're in it, it sucks. But if you can really start to see it as like this gift that you're going to be able to give other people that's going to have you just be so happy on the other side, I think that that makes it a lot easier to accept it for wherever you're at, you know, in whatever area of your life. Because as you said, the last year and a half, we've all had our own (laughs) roller coaster of some sort. Um, I I would love to know, um, 
Is there, you know, we talk a lot about mindset on this podcast. We've been talking about it here with you. Um, is there specific things that you do? Do you have routines? Are you, you know, do you favor certain methodologies or are you just someone who is, you know, considers yourself quite aware and is sort of flowing with things as they come at you? So self-awareness is literally the secret sauce of everything. So I'm constantly looking to learn more about myself so I can figure out how to double down on my strengths and either outsource my weaknesses or learn from those, right? So um, just the act of always constantly looking for, like I'm like a personality test junkie. Like give me the Enneagram, tell me about (laughs) astrology, talk to me about what, like human design, like give me all of those things because I want to figure out how to work through it to give myself more tools in my toolbox that I could impact people with, but I can also So use when I fall down, because that's the game of entrepreneurship. You are absolutely going to fall down. And I think the difference between people that are crushing it and people that feel stuck is just how quickly they get back up and take what they learned from that time that they fell down. So in terms of how I support myself from a mindset, like self-awareness is everything. Movement is everything. I have a lockdown morning and evening routine, and I have times that I'm not within an arm's length distance from my phone. That is huge. But Mm -hmm. I also, I noticed like, I mean, everyone talks about this, but it's like, there's such a correlation between how much sleep I'm getting, how much water I'm drinking, what type of food that I'm fueling myself with. And if I'm moving my body, it's that simple, but it's also that difficult. When life gets crazy, what's the first thing to go? The things that nobody's going to fire you or no, but you're not going to like the, you know, your lights will still be on if you're doing these certain things. Um, But it's important to make sure that we understand as entrepreneurs that our mindset and our energy and that we can sustain enthusiasm and be steadfast is so important. So what do you need for you to be a full, complete, happy person? Those are the things that I ask myself. And then what I'm doing on a weekly basis is I'm mapping out my priorities before my to-dos, which means I know if I want to be happy, I need a date night. I need some girl time. I need some unplugged time. I need workouts. I need time to make sure that I'm fueling myself. And then time that I'm like not doing anything for my business, that's got to get scheduled first first to make sure that I'm honoring that. So I can be the type of person who can sustain the type of business that I want to have, because I know my business will never outgrow me. So that's always number one priority. Love. So, so simple, but so important. And I think, especially this last year and a half, um, one thing I've, I mean, I was always aware of the effect that what we consume has on how we feel, but I've noticed such a huge difference when I'm looking at the news, reading things on social media versus when I'm not, it's like two different life experiences. Seriously. Like people wonder why they feel negative and it's like, why are you watching so much freaking news? Like I'm, if you need to watch the news, which I personally don't, but if you do, like give yourself a time frame, like a yeah. time limit of when you, how much you're going to consume and then make sure that you're not consuming more than you're actually creating. Because creating is where just all the juiciness comes from. Like, I mean, you know that, Lauren, as a creative yourself, but yeah. like, yeah, that's that's the fun and fulfillment. Yeah. Um, you spoke briefly, just we're wrapping up here. Loved this conversation. I'm going to link for people, actually, maybe you can let us know where people can connect with you and, and find your podcast online. Yeah. So, um, it's called empower her. It's a Monday, Thursday podcast. And then my favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's just Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald, um, is my handle. Amazing. So we will link all of those down for you guys. Um, I assume that you, well, 
I'm just, I, from what we've talked about, it sounds like you discuss a lot of different things on your podcast. Is it, do you do a lot of solo episodes? Do you have guests on what kind of is, cause I'm sure people listening to this are going to want to come over and follow just based on what we've talked about here and how good it is. Yeah. What, what do you really love to focus on with your podcast? Yeah. Um, it is pep talk episodes that light a little fire under your butt that are less than 15 minutes. And it's also interviews where we talk a lot about raw, just like honest conversations about life and it's a personal growth podcast. So definitely helpful for entrepreneurs. It's not tactical business, but there's a lot of tactical advice on how to support yourself as a human because sometimes humanity is really tough. So, um, I think that's the foundation, which is why we've kind of kept it in the personal growth lane and love it. Yeah. So two episodes a week, I've been doing it for almost three years and have no indication of stopping. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was actually going to be my, my, Next question was you talked about, you know, you have really huge uh, goals, really huge visions. Where do you like, could you share one or two of those with us in terms of your big, big visions and maybe especially where the podcast is concerned? For sure. So She Goes Company is my company, which has one silo right. for podcasters to support women podcasters. Because Lauren, I don't know if you know this, but only 20% of podcasters are female, which really? I, I don't love. Um, so so we're changing that. that. So we wow. have a whole division that helps launch podcasts in our intro course that helps women launch. And then we have a whole division that is a mastermind for podcasters to help them grow, scale, and monetize their podcast. So that's one division that I'm just really passionate about helping women share their message with the world. But then on top of that, this other division that we're launching is She Goes Live, which is going to be experiential-based women's retreats. And we're going to do them all across the country and world. I see a lot of events. I want to connect um, with sub-communities, women all across the globe. And um, the vision is just to put women in community together that are going to be honest and raw and talk about how hard entrepreneurship is, but how hard life is sometimes. Because I think we just need more of that transparency. And I'm very big on adventure-based growth and learning, which is why my initial vision with She Goes was to have it be an events-based company. But I think doing things that physically put you outside of your comfort zone is where a lot of the magic comes in. And I've got a lot of energy to spare. So I want to go spread it around the world. (laughs) Well, I love that. And I love that at the end of the day, what you're helping, what like the game you're playing in the world, so to speak, is giving women permission to share their voice to find their voice, to feel safe in sharing it. And like, you know, we have a lot working against us in terms of doing that. So I just love what you're up to in the world. Um, I will also link, she goes down in the uh, show notes. And what I usually like to ask my guests right before they sign off is if there's one thing that you could leave our audience with today, perhaps, you know, a permission slip or just something that you've been thinking about a lot lately, what would it be? It's really to just understand that that gut feeling that you have, sometimes we make decisions viscerally, but like that gut feeling that you have that sometimes you want to smush down because it feels uncomfortable. Um, and you know that you need to make a change, whether that's to go from toe dipping to actually cannonballing in, or if it's that you need to, you know, call your shot on something, or you need to change career paths or change businesses completely and get that alignment. Like that's in you because it's for you. It's for you to figure out how to navigate. What do I need to do to get out of my own way to actually make that dream a reality, like the, the gut feeling, eventually you're going to have to handle it. So if you're feeling Mm. it now as a rumble, don't wait till it's a roar and just starts messing up everything. Take care of it now, right? Take some sort of action to give you the clarity that you really want in your life. Like you're just not going to figure it out sitting in analysis paralysis, waiting until you (laughs) feel ready. You're never going to feel ready, but that's the beauty of it, right? Is to start now and start moving in the right direction. So 
if if you got yeah. that rumble, go for it, girl. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. It's just all about honoring whatever that next step is and having the guts to go for it. So thank you for demonstrating that so well for us, Keisha. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I absolutely loved uh, chatting with you and just all the wisdom that you brought to the space. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I appreciate you, girl. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.